Hey buds, it's Amy here. Jackie and I wanted to put out a statement in regards to what has been going on in the nation and now worldwide. Jackie is currently out at a protest, so she is not here with me, but I am going to go ahead and read this statement that we have also posted on our Instagram and our Facebook pages. Black Lives Matter. We stand in solidarity with the protests against police brutality. As two white, cis, straight women, we have a responsibility to use our privilege and voices to support and defend people of color. We recognize that our privilege has shielded us from the suffering and oppression that many non-white experience. As such, it is essential we recognize the limitations of our perspectives, educate ourselves by seeking out appropriate resources, and listen with an open heart and a closed mouth when people of color are generous enough to share their experiences with us. The fact is that for generations, people of color have experienced oppression, harassment, and violence with little done in the way of justice. Often, this violence is at the hands of those who are supposed to serve and protect them. We all have to do the difficult but necessary work to acknowledge and unlearn our own racism. White guilt is not enough. Feeling bad is not enough. We have a lot of work to do. Start now. Learn from these protests and do not forget them once they are over. We've also included a list in our show notes where you can donate if you want to send some money that would help the black community. Thank you, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Blink, blink, ding, bling. Ding, 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 Damn, I thought that would barely be cooler. Hear it. It was either whales or ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> it was whale ghosts. <laughs> All right. Let me try one more, at least one with music. Or maybe turn it up a notch. <laughs> turn it up all the way up. There we go. Fucking buffering. <laughs> Get a better internet plan. Oh. Let me like ease in. I'm in a trailer getting rubbed down by a, a sexy stop. man. Yes. <laughs> my masseuse, who's my masseur? No. Monsieur. <laughs> my, my, <it's> monsieur. <laughs> Rubbing me down and screaming, I'm gonna split. <laughs> Could you imagine if you were getting like an actual massage? And, and then they, they just, And then they just came all over the place i bet that happens i would be so flattered <laughs> oh thank you 
I would, I would be scared. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully, I wouldn't know. Hopefully, it wouldn't make a sound. I suppose <laughs> it would if it was a whale, because it would be a hundred freaking gallons. The whole room getting yeah, rubbed, it would be down like, by a whale machine. <laughs> <laughs> like a wave <laughs> crashing on the sand. Welcome to Hoya Podcast. Hi, Amy. Hello, everyone. Hi, Jackie. Hello, everyone. What it do? I don't know. What what it do? Listen, I don't. I am. I'm not at a loss for words. I always have something to say. But this past week has been. I mean, I want to say the tits, but God, what is this? A 2000s teen movie? I don't know. But <laughs> it's been amazing, and I don't know. It's the tits. That's all I can think of. <laughs> it, it's been a bitchin' week. It sure has. Uh, a lot's happened. A lot of new people are here. Okay. Uh, check welcome, checking us out, seeing if they like us. <laughs> Handful probably don't, but I'm yeah. sure the majority do. I mean, you should not have started with whale cum then. No, weed them out early. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Just push their limits. Let them know that there's no boundaries on this pod. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my whale cum, then you don't deserve me at my Kathy and Jimmy. <laughs> you know. I've been looking for a way to put Kathy and Jimmy and Welcome in the same sentence, and damn it, Jackie, you did it. She deserves better than she deserves way better. Than she deserves that. way better. Oh my god! I'm sorry, Kathy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Speaking of Kathy, uh, you, I mean, y'all, y'all have heard that episode, right? I mean, how could you not have? Like, if you're gonna listen to any episode of ours first, that's got to be the one. Yeah. And just we know talked it gets to worse Kathy from and there. Jimmy last week. I know, I can't believe it. And she was the best. She was so nice. So just nice. Us. So easy to talk to. I want to be her friend. I want to be her friend. <laughs> we'll make it happen. We're putting it out to the universe. It's out there. It's out there. I'm going to write it on a piece of paper and I'm going to fold it up. And then I think that's all you have to do. Yeah. I mean, you could burn it or it insert it into your anus well i'm not trying to curse her <laughs> i'll eat it it's coming out the same way then <laughs> better out than in i don't know what are we talking about <laughs> sorry okay no i'm sorry it's been such a crazy week i i still can't get over it we talked to kathy and jimmy i can't get over that and yeah. and she talked back to us she <laughs> shouted us out the, and on top of that Everyone else, everyone that listened has been so nice. I mean, yes. people have been messaging us saying that they were so proud of us and and they liked the interview and, and they teared up when she said, oh, yeah. Mm, and mm -hmm. it, it's just it's just so moving to see how just so many kind messages from people. It's been an overwhelming week. Truly, it really has been. And, you know... I mean, this is like the most engagement we've gotten in a long time. Um, and, uh, you know, because everyone's so excited and it's just like, it's almost like the beginning again, you know, like everyone's like excited and wanting to, you know, send us messages and stuff, which is awesome. You know, we love getting messages in whatever form you send them. So it's just been a really great week and it's been really exciting. I mean, she tweeted about it. She gave us a shout out and she said, you know she tagged all of uh all of the cast members 
and Mike Judge and mm-hmm. it, it, it's just it's just like she didn't have to do that and it was just really awesome and and again all of the feedback that we've gotten from everyone has been absolutely just my heart I feel like the Grinch my heart has grown just th- at least three times as big it's been so nice oh and we put out our pins <gasps> pins we put out our pins which are beautiful i love them so much thank you so much to everyone who's bought one already we are so thankful i know i love them they really came out great i i was really impressed i know they're wonderful i have ideas for other pins but man i am a terrible artist i thought i could like maybe just learn it nope <laughs> i can't i can't <laughs> what do you want to do for what's your pin idea i really want to have one that says escuchame <gasps> yes with yeah, uh, I mean, I know I'm probably gonna say this wrong, but like the upside down question mark, and then at at the beginning, and then the regular question mark, regular the uh, the English question mark at the end, you know? Absolutely, right. I thought well, that would be really one. cool, and I was thinking that in like and and I guess that's the only one I had. <laughs> that's a good one. So if anybody wants to draw that, we'll give you a free pin. <laughs> Whenever we have enough money to buy them. <laughs> I know. We saved up a long a long time for these mics, but also to just buy a, just have a batch of pins made, so. Yeah, and they're running low, so get them while you can. These pins are soft enamel, 1.25 inches. They are our official logo, which was drawn by Jacqui, our esteemed artist and uh, it's beautiful and it came out really, really well and they look great. I know they did a great job. It's so surreal to see when I was drawing this, I didn't really think anyone would look at it and now it's a pin. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So they're fourteen fifty, and we're, you know, not charging shipping. So, you know, but no international orders. I'm sorry. It's way too expensive to send that unless you want to pay for it then you're more than welcome to. But we are just a lowly run podcast by just the two of us. We don't have that kind of money, unfortunately, to be sending it internationally. I wish we could. Maybe one day. But for now, we can't afford the international shipping. Yeah. Just <laughs> national. Sorry. Just national. I'm sorry. Like the lesser version of Pitbull. We're so national. All right. So shout outs. Uh, I mean... I've I've got one from iTunes, which is amazing. By the way, we are now officially over 200 reviews. We are at, I'm looking at it right now, we are at 205 reviews on iTunes, which is so awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much to all of you who have reviewed us, and especially those who, like, took the time to write out a review. Those are, I mean, that takes time and effort, so we appreciate it. I know. Um, Thank you. Yeah, so I've, I've got one here. And it is from Speaky C. And the uh, title says, Super Nice. And five stars. And it says, Feels, feel like I'm going to make it through this apocalypse with nothing but this podcast and some pocket sand. Thanks for the amazing content. Short, sweet, beautiful. That was super nice, if you ask me. I I agree. Yeah, good. 
you know, that's it's not the only shout out I have because I mean, there's just we got like I like we mentioned earlier, we got so many messages, so much uh, happening. I, I mean, thank you to everyone, really. I, you guys have been you all have been amazing. It was hard for me to just pick like one that people have sent or a couple that people have sent. So I just stuck with the iTunes one because, you know, we're always asking for iTunes reviews. So we want to make sure that we let you all know how much we appreciate that because it really does help us. I know. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. All right. So my shout out comes from Instagram and it is, we got a really nice message. I mean, again, many, so many nice messages, but uh, this one is from Nick. AKA, I'm going to say his name. I'm going to say their name just because it's my favorite name, but uh, AKA Sharts and Crafts. Yes. <laughs> it's so good. Sharts and Crafts have always loved it. Yep. Um, There's a few standouts, and that's definitely one of the standout names. That's definitely one. And you know what? I'm really uh, loving Hello, Hello Friends, I'm Bob Dole. <laughs> Remember at first we were like, that's a bot. That's not real. And I was like, yeah. well, they, they seem to have mentioned something specific. It doesn't seem over general, the message. Yeah. And they've they've been popping up a lot more. And I love it. Hello, friends. I'm Bob Dole. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, back to Sharts and Crafts, a.k.a. Yeah. Nick. Nick says, hey, Shugs. Isn't that sweet? Hey, Shugs. Hey, Shugs. I've been listening since day one, but goddamn, today's episode was phenomenal. I literally got teary-eyed listening to Mrs. Najimi. Ms? Ms. That's more, you know. Ma'am Najimi. Shout. I literally got teary-eyed <laughs> listening to. Stop it. Ma'am Najimi. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh. Ma'am Najimi. <laughs> that does not roll off the tongue. <laughs> I kind of want a pin that just says, ma'am. I prefer ma'am. Yeah. Ms. I prefer Ms. Because I like to hold on to youth. I like, uh, especially if it's an older man who uh, maybe asks you, are you, is that uh, Miss or Mrs.? And I'll just say, it's ma'am. And then That's seeing them hot. have to call you ma'am is like pretty empowering, actually. So now I just mm. insist on ma'am all the time. It's ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. We're taking back ma'am. Anyway, oh, right. Nick, Sharts <laughs> oh and Crafts. Okay. Sorry. Oh I was God. in the middle of this. I literally got teary eyed listening to Mrs. Najimi's shout out to you two. I'm so goddamn proud of y'all for what you've done, not only for the King of the Hill fan base, but to the podcasting world as well. I look forward to every episode and wish both of y'all the best, Nick. Is that what? so nice? Yes. Proud. I know. The podcasting Casting world in world. general. What? What? Thank you. You mean. You mean what? Yeah. It's just so, I mean, and, and yeah, I know. I remember getting that message and being like, oh my God, Nick. Yes. Get out of here. Get out of here. That was too much, but love it. Love it so much. And, you know, like we said, we, we've been getting messages like that all week and it's just been absolutely amazing. The name of just, this episode should just be messages. <laughs> You thought, you thought we were going to talk about King of the Hill. Mm -mm, we're going to talk about ourselves and Just how much everybody messages. loves us. All messages. <laughs> um, I also have one quick shout out. 
Uh, I think I forget where this person popped up, but they popped up somewhere on our Instagram. And I noticed that their name was socialist.worm. And I was like, oh, that's an odd name. Is this person funny or crazy? Because you never know. And I went to look at their Instagram page and their account description just says, Official Smooth by Santana featuring Rob Thomas of Matchbox 20 fan account. <laughs> Socialist.worm. I just, that made me laugh so hard. So shout out to them. I hate that song so much. If it comes on though, you will yeah, dance. Just like a mushroom. Wait, you got the kind of love and I can be so smooth, girl. Give me your heart, make a real thing. I'm talking about it. Oh my god. I hate that fucking song, and of course, you know, we know all the lyrics. Oh, yeah. All right. Now we're doing real shout outs. To our mm. patrons, because we have more. The, we have these more. are the people that make it possible to get better mics and to make mm-hmm. pins. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to you, Grace H, Dominic J, Nine Fingers Petting Z, Shaka, Daniel D, Jesse N. Derek K. And Meredith B. Buzz, buzz. Buzz, buzz. <laughs> buzz, buzz, Meredith. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining our Patreon. We couldn't, couldn't be more thrilled to have you a part of it. And I will tell you right now that there's already a lot of content just from this episode that you will hear that others won't because I'm going to have to cut it out because it's insane. <laughs> yes, probably, yes. So much Rob Thomas talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Way, way more than I expected. Yeah. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. All right. So, shout outs are done. We're going to we're going to pop on in to our episode. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do uh, this. Season three, episode three, Peggy's Headache, air date, October 6, 1998. Peggy is grabbing the morning paper, the Arlen bystander, and cheerfully greets Dale as he heads off to work. At the same time, John Redcorn arrives and Peggy also cheerfully greets him. Redcorn pulls out his own set of keys to the Gribble household, and he unlocks the door and states to Peggy, I'm dropping off a healing herb to Nancy. Uh, Ginkgo biloba is for her headaches. It's really going to help. And Peggy believes this. <laughs> I know. I love her response, too. It's just like, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, I've heard of that, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, oh, yes, mm-hmm. I've heard of that. For sure, for sure. It's great for memory. That's what I've heard. At the breakfast table, Peggy announces that the uh, humorist and writer for the Arlen bystander, Doyle Harcavy, his column, Daily Musings, is, uh, he, well, he's retiring from it. So it will be no longer unless somebody else picks it up. 
Luann encourages Peggy that, you know, oh, Aunt Peggy, you could do it. You could do this column. And Peggy says, well, yeah, I guess I could. And Hank immediately puts her down. <laughs> just is like, yeah, there was no reason like, for that. He's like, Pfft. I mean, you got some funnies yeah. now and then, but you're no you? Doyle Harcavey. You? <laughs> and then he does the, come on, give me some then. Give me some right now. You think you're good? Give it to me right now. <laughs> why would he care? All he has to do is just say, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, go for it, honey. Yeah, why not? <laughs> so Peggy, you know, she's kind of like, hey, might as well give it a try. Why not? You know, she says, I'm, I'm into boggle. That has, you know, you have to be uh, pretty good with words in order to do that, which please keep in mind that she is the Texas boggle champ of the entire state. So she's very good with words. I think Hank kind of rattles her with his like, okay, come up with something right now. So she's trying really hard to come up with musings and like funny quips. And she's not really, she's not really getting into her groove. She starts, she gets this massive headache. She's frustrated. Hank comes in and he's like, Hey, give me your five best you know, musings that you've got. And she just is Five. like, I can't, I can't work like this. <laughs> this is a hostile workplace. I'm leaving. So Peggy leaves to go over to Nancy's house, I guess. <laughs> yeah. She, she just barges in. Yeah, she does. She goes in, there's music blasting and she just, she knocks on the glass door, no answer. So instead of walking away, she opens the door I couldn't understand that they have like 18 locks on their front door. How could someone just walk in? Right, because she goes through the glass, the sliding glass door. Where's the little wood pole that stops intruders? Yeah. Come on. Anyway, so uh, Peggy commits a breaking and entering crime and (laughs) breaks into the Gribble household and just barely, just barely, if she had been a little bit quieter, she would have walked in on... I'm going to assume John Redcorn was going down on Nancy because she had a top on, but nothing underneath. And he was either he's like the fastest dresser in the world, but he was still clothed, just no shoes. Yes, he he, he did still have pants on. And, and yeah, thank God she was so loud because she's walking through the house and all you hear is meatloaf blasting. <laughs> yes. So there, I don't, it's a miracle that they heard her at all. She was screaming just loud enough right well you know you know peg she's got she's got the pipes on her oh yeah so just narrowly avoiding witnessing um nancy getting eaten out uh (laughs) (laughs) peggy just bursts into their door into their bedroom their bedroom nancy's bedroom and is like you know oh i just i'm trying to write these musings i've got this massive headache uh, you know, I, I'm just stressed out. And John Redcorn says, well, yeah, stress can cause headaches. Yeah. And she says, oh, you know, you're a licensed uh, natural healer. Uh, I should get a headache ses- session with you. As we all know, the headache sessions are code for John and Nancy plowing, right? Yeah. So, And also, like, why doesn't she just take two ibuprofen? Right. What's this BC powder bullshit? It's for babies. Get some ibuprofen. <laughs> Come on. Be a Come real on. Be a real adult and pump yourself full of pills, okay? Yeah, no we more gummy vitamins either. Yeah, get that out of here. You're an adult. Swallow that horse pill. Put it up your butt. <laughs> Put it up your butt. Like the rest of us. 
We all do it. We just yeah. don't talk about it. Yeah. We're decent enough to not bring it up. Thank you. You filthy. <laughs> Sorry, Amy. Please keep going. So Peggy schedules a healing session with John Redcorn. She arrives to his trailer, right? Like a trailer home? Yeah. Like yeah. Mobile she home. arrives to his, uh, his mobile home and she's nervous. You can tell she's a little bit nervous. Which is cute. You know, she's, as we know, she has no idea what's going on between the two of them. But she's she's still a little bit nervous. She's probably never had a massage in her entire life, you know. And another man rubbing her is probably a little bit nerve-wracking for her. Yeah. John Redcorn's hands are magic. He heals her headache. She falls asleep. Mm. You know, she takes a little nap on a on a couch, which... Damn, that looked real nice. I was like, I think I need to book a massage. I know. I want one so bad now that I can't have one. I know, but I want I I don't want one that's going to make me fall asleep. I want one that's going to hurt, hurt me. Yeah. Uh, you better get in there. If I'm not like crying at the end of it, I want one that's just light scratches. Meanwhile, the guys are all outside. They're drinking their beers. Uh, Bill says something about Doyle Harkavy, and he says, uh, I don't know how Peggy's going to be able to uh, take over his spot. You know, he was a riot. Hilarious. That coffee joke was excellent, apparently. Yeah, uh, he and- he even says Peggy's going to have a hard time replacing Doyle Har- Harkavy. He's amazing. You look at his picture in the paper, he never gets a day older. I love it. I love that so much. Hank responds, well, no, she's, she's, I think she can do it. She's gonna, she's gonna do a great job. And uh, he says, you know, I think she's, once she gets past these headaches that she's having, she'll be able to really get into it. And Dale says, well, don't worry about that. She went to uh, John Redcorn for a headache session, the same kind that he's been given Nancy three times a week for the last 13, 12 years. <laughs> and everybody, Boomhauer, Dale, or no, Boomhauer, Bill, and Hank are all just like, uh, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, is, Bill says, well, I don't think that Peggy's, he's, he, well, he says, oh, Hank, don't worry. I don't think Peggy's headache is as bad as Nancy's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hank, I love this quote from Hank. Mm-hmm. You can see him starting to panic. Because, I mean, you know, honestly, I get it. His best friend, his wife, has been sleeping with John Redcorn for 12, 13 years. You know, he's he's probably freaked out. Uh, John Redcorn is a stone-cold fox. I would also be a little bit like, oh, jeez. It would be very uncomfortable. I, I'm excited to talk about it more later, but this whole dynamic, when you really think about it, is crazy. You mm-hmm. are spending time with the person that is ruin breaking up your good friend's marriage and now your wife is being massaged by them it's i don't know how anyone stands it it's crazy <laughs> it's very uncomfortable i for sure it really is so i i love hanky says uh don't worry about peggy she does not have the same kind of a uh, medical condition that's causing uh, Dale's wife to uh, to suffer so unduly. Where is yes. she? <laughs> <laughs> and he immediately goes inside and just starts 
pacing, <laughs> waiting for Peggy to come back. Peggy comes back and she is singing. She's singing. She's Lucy Goosey. I mean, it looks like she's been freshly fucked. <laughs> and they left like it was in a really, really, really fancy hotel room. And the mm-hmm. guy was like, I have to run, but you order anything you want for room service. Mm-hmm. It's that so level. She, yeah, she ordered a la carte and like, you know, somebody to come up and do her nails. She at the ordered same time. everything on the breakfast menu. Mm hmm. No, no holding back. Like, that's the level that Peg was. She comes in. She, like, l- sits on the couch, both arms back, her head's back. Like, legs spread. Oh, legs spread. And she's like, he put on some whale music and started rubbing me. And then the next thing I know, I was on his couch asleep. And Hank's just like, what? <laughs> you know, I mean, imagine seeing your partner come back from something like that in pure ecstasy just the the happiest the most relaxed you've ever seen him oh my god what kind of things did he do to you yeah <laughs> because of john redcorn's healing session she's able to come up with some great musings submits them to the paper and she is chosen as doyle harkavy's replacement Woo! so yay congrats peg so she gets the she gets the job and or i guess job or spot and uh Hank says, okay, great. So now you don't have to go to John Redcorn anymore. Yeah, that's that's good. And she's like, oh, no, no, it's going to be too stressful. I'm just going to have to, you know, have a have a, a set day every week to go see him. And <laughs> poor Hank, he's just desperate. And he's like, what do you do? You don't need him to give you a massage. I can do it. And then proceeds to give, like, the typical shitty-ass partner massage. Like, the, the chopping motion, the digging your elbow into spots that you don't know where you're digging. Yeah, digging and, it into bone. Yeah, her kidney. <laughs> yeah. And I I love it because Hank, he goes, uh, breathe. <laughs> he just yells at her, breathe. Picture a wide open field. Throw some birds in there if you want. <laughs> he's he's desperate to get her to not go back to him. Finally, she's just like, "What? what is your problem with me going to John Redcorn? What's the problem? And he's like, don't make me say it out loud. You know, I, I don't want to say it out loud. And they do this roundabout thing where Peggy's like, you think he's a quack. You think he's overcharging me. You think that he's not effective. You know, because he says, Peggy, it's taken him 12 years, 13 years to heal Nancy. She's like, what? You think he's not effective? He's like, no, I think she, he's really effective. He's like, take a look. He's like, look outside. Take a look at Joseph. And John Redcorn. And then John Redcorn's just standing there pounding the fence with a hammer. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. He's pounding yeah. the fence with a hammer. And Peggy, you see this. It's from her point of view. She's looking at John Redcorn. Nancy, Joseph. Redcorn. I know, Nancy and Joseph are just standing there watching him. Yeah, just watching. Oh, that's nice. Good job hitting our fence with a hammer. Yeah. And look, and she's John Redcorn, Joseph. Redcorn, Joseph. And it dawns on her. Oh, shit. That is not Dale's biological son. <laughs> that is John Redcorn's son. It just hits her like a ton of ri- never, she never even thought. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Peggy's mind is blown. She's upset. She's like, oh my god, going through like, oh my god, you know, how could Nancy do this? 
uh, and then also, oh my God, does Dale know? Of course Dale doesn't know, which he secretly does deep down inside, personally. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> uh, no, he doesn't, but he does. So she goes through the whole gamut of emotions that you kind of have to go through if you find this out. Thankfully, I've never really had to do this, but I imagine like you feel probably stupid she feels stupid that she didn't recognize this she feels uh scandalized scandalized right she's just like how could she it's like shattered something in in the way she viewed the way she viewed uh her neighborhood and her friend and maybe even her own life now a piece of that has been cracked yeah especially because apparently hank and everyone else knew so she feels like, wait a second, I'm the only one who didn't know? You knew and you didn't tell me or your friend Dale? So, you know, and of course, Hank, you know, he doesn't like to talk about anything. So he's just like, well, I thought you knew. How could you not? Yeah. <laughs> and he has a good point. And she even goes next door. She's like, I, I have to tell someone. So she tells yeah. Min and, <laughs> and Min's just like, oh, you're only just realizing this? That's hilarious. I'm going to go email Con about that. That made me laugh so hard when I watched it. I wrote it down. She's like, who do I tell? Oh, I'm going to go email Con. And just like yeah. runs away. <laughs> just so excited. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Peggy, I mean, she's like, she's pissed. And she goes to confront Nancy about it. Like, what the fuck? Joseph isn't Dale's biological son. And I'm starting to think he doesn't actually have a Jamaican grandmother. <laughs> nancy admits to it because duh very obvious that you know she she why keep lying really and peggy is you know she's torn she wants she's like dale needs to know you you know she doesn't really i don't think she really wants to be the one to do it she doesn't really want you know because i mean that's essentially breaking up a marriage and you know ruining a family maybe not ruining but for the time while it's happening you're causing a lot of like heartache and stress and disrupting joseph's life as well and and Mm -hmm. permanently altering the relationship he has with his mother and his father Mm -hmm. hank is also trying to kind of you know this this episode with peggy she's she's kind of brought it up to hank like i can't believe you guys haven't said anything you know what's wrong with you this is supposed to be your best friend and you're letting him you know be cheated on and raise joseph thinking it's his biological son so it's kind of like you know when you get used to something you don't really think twice about it and he kind of says that he's like well just live with it for a little while and you get used to it you know (laughs) after a couple of years it'll go away (laughs) so hank is just like maybe she has a point so he pulls uh bill and boom hour to the front of bill's house where i love he's like dale will never find us here (laughs) (laughs) and dale can't find them (laughs) (laughs) so he pulls him to the front of the house and he's just like you know can we can we talk about this he's like what do you guys think and bill just goes into immediate like that's i can't believe it his canned response (laughs) for whenever you know dale does find out he's already got it ready to go have they never talked to each other about it before, though? That makes me wonder. I know. It doesn't seem like it in this case because Hank's just like, can't we just talk about this? Can't we, like, have a discussion about this? And they both are just like, Mm-mm. no, we cannot. I cannot imagine 
going going years seeing your mm-hmm. good friend getting cheated on and then raising a child that he thinks is his son and clearly isn't that sounds like torture oh my god i would, I would have to it. talk to i would talk about, about it, it non-stop yes <laughs> non-stop every time that person wasn't around i'd be like oh my god yes <laughs> oh yes. my god did you hear what Dale said? Oh my God. Uh, did you see John Redcorn? He was there for like eight hours today. Like yeah. I would I would not stop talking about it. He's gonna go watch John Redcorn play baseball later. Baseball. He's going to his game. That guy. He's cheering for him. Yeah. He's look. cheering for that guy. Guys, what the fuck is going on? Every day. Jesus you're right. right. Unable to find his friends, Dale goes to the Hill House and Nancy, or Nancy, and Peggy answers. And he's just like, I can't find Bill or Hank or Boomhauer. Do you know where they are? And Peggy, you know, she's feeling really sympathetic towards him and she feels really bad and probably guilty as well because she knows this, you know, this information. Yeah. And she starts to say like really complimentary things towards him <laughs> and then offers him ins- to come inside. And have some pie. <laughs> Dale is just like, Hank, your wife wants to fuck me. God, that's <laughs> so many guys, though. I know. When you're I showing know. them, like, uh, what you think is coming off as sympathy, but they're just like, she's horny for me. She, she was practically begging me to have sex with her. She said, her pie. Come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, like, the next day. They are, Hank and, Hank and Peggy are clearly at a baseball game. And Peggy's saying, I, I can't do these musings columns. How am I, how am I so to- supposed to talk about like funny things when there's so much terrible, so much, so many terrible things happening in this world? You know, Nancy's cheating on her husband. Nothing's pure, that kind of thing. And Hank, this is where Hank was just like, well, just live with it for like a couple of years. You'll get over it. He's like, think about something else. I like to choose sports. So they're all sitting down. Hank, Nancy, Dale, and Peggy are sitting down watching John Redcorn, who looks like a motherfucking snack in that baseball outfit. Oh, yeah. Hugging all of his curves. Yes. Oh, he looks good. It, that oh. uniform shows off his broad shoulders, his physique. Oh. He looks gorgeous. Gorgeous. And uh, let me just say real quick, what is up with most baseball players having a donk on them? They've always got like this thick booty. Yeah. They're all like nice. a little bit stocky, but they carry a lot of it in their butt. They they all have mm-hmm. stocky butts. Mm, I love a stocky butt. Yeah. It's like dense. Yeah. Give it a smack. It'd be like smacking a Tempur-Pedic mattress. <laughs> you could put a wine glass on one cheek and slap the other and the wine glass won't move. <laughs> woman jumping up and down yeah, yeah. <laughs> just beating a bongo drum on one cheek and the other one's solid <laughs> what like what is that proving for like people who like to like fuck while holding glasses Wildly. of wine yeah <laughs> i know it's true there's no give back on the tempurpedic you better you're gonna sweat you're gonna sweat if you're fucking if you're on top your knees are gone. Your knees are going to burst <laughs> out of your body. 
I never thought I have about a that. Tempur-Pedic. <laughs> just immediately huffing and puffing, sweaty as hell. My knees hurt. It just absorbs the shock. It doesn't give anything back. Gives nothing back. You've got to go up and down. You, oh. can't, you can't get the rebound up. It doesn't happen. <laughs> That's what baseball players' butts are like. That's exactly what there's like. There's no rebound. (laughs) John Redcorn looks like a snack. Mm -hmm. He looks real good. He's out there and and Dale is saying the the most, he's like, oh, he's going to steal all the bases. He's going to hit a home run. He never strikes out. Look at this guy swing. He's going to score. He's going to score. He's going all the way. Peggy is like listening to this commentary from Dale and probably picturing uh, Nancy and John Redcorn. Ba-ba-bangin'. 100%. It's all she can Doing think about. It. Why is she there? I know. Why She's are any of them to, there? Trying to, I know, right? Like, oh, let's go play John Red. Or Boomhauer was out there. That's why. Boomhauer oh, was also okay. playing. That's right. Because I know, right? Because why go support John Redcorn if he's just the healer, right? Although John Redcorn is like at every family event, every kind of he, he was, was at, at Dale's trial. Yeah, <laughs> he was there <laughs> supporting Nancy, not yeah. Dale. <laughs> Again, he was hoping for Dale yeah. to go to prison. He was like, "Come on, judge." <laughs> anyway, Peggy, she's just like, "I, I can't do this. I can't do this. This is too much." It is too blatant. It's obvious. I I can't. She says this am- amazing line. I'm done, Hank. My rose-colored glasses have... Wait. My rose-colored glasses are off and the world looks flesh-colored and unappealing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Ooh, that is flesh-colored, good. Colored flesh-colored and unappealing. <laughs> so Peggy, you know, she's... And she's going back and forth with with hank she's like i'm gonna go tell dale right now like i'm gonna go he's like you can't go tell him in the middle of this baseball game he's like what are you doing he's like he says let sleeping dogs lie and that kind of gives peggy this musings idea she's like oh interesting that you say lie you know like because that's what's happening and she writes this musings column she basically just says we all know our friend who's cheating on her husband (laughs) she just straight up says that i know i thought amusing was only supposed to be like a sentence or two and she writes an entire article about her friend cheating on her husband (laughs) so you know she's like i'm not gonna lie anymore i'm gonna tell the truth this article comes out the next morning i can't believe they printed it it. i know they're just probably like hmm Kind of weird, but I guess we'll give it a try. Her first musing <laughs> was attacking some woman, the the weather lady <laughs> on TV. Are we sure we want her to do this? <laughs> we got nobody else. We got to print it. That's true. Nobody else. <laughs> nobody else submitted for the music. <laughs> so Peggy's like, well, I printed it. There's Dale. I'm going to go tell him. She marches out there. She heads straight towards them. And Nancy, having read her article, comes running out. And she's like, Suge, don't do this. She's like, you just don't tell him. And Peggy says, well, either you're going to tell him or I am. She says, I'm not going to tell him. She's like, well, then get out of my way. So Nancy does. 
she gets out of the way and Peggy goes over to Dale and she's trying to tell him like she's like did you read my article and he's like yeah you had some waffles (laughs) she's like I'm taking my own advice he's like so you ate some waffles for breakfast that's cool (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to get it out and being like she's literally a word away from saying Nancy and John Redcorn are having an affair when Joseph just goes dad (laughs) (laughs) interrupts them in the nick of time he's like bobby and i are bored you know we wanted to run a movie but we don't have any money and peggy watches this really sweet interaction between dale and joseph where dale is like all right here's some money go get yourself a movie and then he's like oh wait i found some more and you know he gives him his last dollar really his last five dollars there's no more money in his you know his wallet and he gives it to joseph and peggy realizes you know i'm gonna be I'm going to be breaking up this family by telling Dale, possibly sending him into a psychotic break. Uh, That's another thing, too. Yeah. Yeah. Joseph's family life is now going to be disrupted. You know, is it really my place to do this? And she's like, well, I just wanted to tell you that Vikings were the first people on the moon. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Dale says, yeah, I know that. Why do you think we we named our spaceships ships after them? (laughs) peggy walks away walks into the garage hank's like so how did it go and she's like "Ah, i couldn't tell him and you know they both say okay yeah i understand and they both walk in and they go back to their daily lives accepting this as their truth and they just have to deal with it and we get a nice shot of ladybird at the very end yes Sweet lady. Yay! Yay! Nicely done, How Amy. Long? How long are we at? Don't look. An hour and five. Okay, that's okay, not that's too bad. Okay. It'll be almost two hours. That's okay. That's okay. I can handle that. We, it, can technically, handle it. it's like an episode and a half. Yeah. Because of all that Rob Thomas talk. All right. Love this episode. This was great. I haven't watched this one in a long time. So it was, I mean, I definitely had some LOL moms. How about you? I did. A lot of, um, I hadn't seen this in a while either, but I love Peggy's musings. I just I love them. Um, so good. I have, I wrote down some of her musings. So I, I think the first one she says is, it's after her massage. My husband calls me his better half because I better have dinner on the table when he gets home. I know that one's like, ooh, Peg, no. Yeah. <laughs> God, and that's all that, abuse. That line <laughs> belongs in an episode of Reba. Actually, or like it the honeymooners, Reba's a badass. Yeah. Yeah, like the honeymooners from like the 1950s. Reba wouldn't like have dinner made. And another musing. Uh, oh well, this was when she was arguing with Hank, and he wanted her to, I think, keep. You know, don't tell Dale. I know it's hard but you get used to it. And she says, the only thing I ever want to get used to is a cold glass of lemonade. I love that. I love it because what? (laughs) And then she writes writes it down. Yeah. I'm still a reporter, darn it. What do you mean? Yeah, she keeps calling herself a journalist throughout the episode. I love that. A journalist. And um, and then, yeah, I love that lemonade saying it seems like it should be on a mug at TJ Maxx, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 
<laughs> wine mom. Love my yeah. lemonade. And it's in wine font. That like slanty yes. cursive. Yes. It's Good like, God. I like my lemonade. Like I like my, I don't know, men full of vodka. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> something, something fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and probably covered in rhinestones. And yes. then um and then I also wrote down dogs don't lie, only people lie. They lie like dogs. A decent one. Love it. And yeah, what are some of your favorite moments, Amy? Oh, I have so many. I have a lot of things I want to talk about, Jack. Ooh. You're not getting out of this episode anytime soon. <laughs> you right. are in this for the long haul. I'm gonna keep All it right. in Kit Kats then. All right. Some favorite things before we get into, like, the moral <laughs> questions. <laughs> I wrote, speaking of her musings, I wrote down the uh, ones that she crossed out when she was trying to think for the first time. Ooh. And here they are. Ooh. Lots of cookies will make you fat. Yep. Oh. <laughs> That's it <laughs> for that one. <laughs> the next one is, thank goodness for plexiglass. <laughs> The next one, sunburn, too much of a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing is dirt cheap because dirt is free. (laughs) (laughs) And then then the last one, give a donkey the chance and he will bite you in the ass. Which I think is a really clever one. That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) Just maybe you can't put ass in a like a hometown newspaper but it's kind of talking about asses and donkey so i don't know i i love that one it's great okay so i like that uh john redcorn and nancy are they are always blasting music Mm -hmm. when they're doing it and i thought god you know people who like to have sex with music really loud i just think that's kind of that's not my style uh but i wonder do they do that because they need to drown out their moans of ecstasy in case Dale comes walking in? Or do they just genuinely like having some, like, sick-ass rock and roll blasting while they pound it out? Maybe a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. I don't know who... Every time John Redcorn pulls up in his Jeep in any episode, there's always the perfect song playing, like... I can't mm-hmm. get enough of your love. Mm-hmm. Or what, some like Van Halen song or who knows what. But I... Snake. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I want to know who was in charge of picking out those John Redcorn songs because they were perfect. I mean, perfect. maybe they they wanted to drown out the noise of their lovemaking, which I'm sure is very loud. Um, yeah. But they they're into that style of music as well. Definitely. It's like the soundtrack to their relationship. Oh, what a bummer. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Imagine Whitesnake or Meatloaf being (laughs) being the soundtrack to your relationship. Symbolizing your passion. Your passion. Fast cars and fast women. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Meow. (laughs) Meow. I love when uh, Hank says to Lou, Luann comes in. She's like, what's wrong, Uncle Hank? Because this is right after he finds out that Peggy has gone to get, quote unquote, healed by John Redcorn. And he's like, nothing's wrong. I'm fine. 
Aunt Peggy went to went and got a healing session or had a headache and went to John Redcorn. And she's like, <gasps> <laughs> even Luann knows. Yeah, even Luann knows. It's like he told her that he was leaving Peggy. Yeah, it, it's like he just it, he essentially just said to Luann, based off of what she knows with Jr. and Nancy, mm-hmm. that Peggy just went and had sex. With John Redcorn. She's like, oh my God. And he's like, stop that. Put your face back the way it was before someone sees you. <laughs> I love that you call him JR. <laughs> I don't know why. It's just easy to abbreviate it that way. And then I also yeah. think of that Boston guy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Put a fork in me. When, of course, when Peggy first confronts Nancy. And she's like, how could you do it? And Nancy says, I have my reasons. And she goes, yes, I've seen those reasons packed into his Sergio Valente jeans. Yeah. Which, you know, he's she, Peggy. Peggy has noticed that John Redcorn has a hog. In those tight white jeans, we've already established that mm-hmm. white jeans are automatically sexy on any man. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. The confidence. It's the confidence to re- to wear those. Yeah, but they have to be fitted. They can't be like a baggy, docker, Mm-mm. pleated, nothing like that. It Mm-mm. has to be Mm-mm. fitted, white, white, not cream, white, white. jeans. With a belt and your <laughs> shirt tucked in. Yes. Because we want to see the donk and the hog. Or you can go shirtless, but you have to have a massive happy trail. Ooh. <laughs> shirt shirt buttoned way down low Mm. starts at your navel you've got one button that's it yeah (laughs) and a belly button ring and a belt oh yes that's so hot i love it (laughs) really hot uh i like when peggy is like she's she's frustrated because she's you know she's pissed off she can't think of any good musings this is after she finds out about nancy and she's kind of like workshopping them with Luann and Bobby and she's and I think Luann says well you know it doesn't really it's not really like Doyle Harkavy Doyle Harkavy Doyle Harkavy you know if it's up to me he's not that funny and Bobby goes thank you mom it's about time someone said it of course coffee wakes you up in the morning I mean that's how they advertise it I love that that's how they advertise it I know and it's true that's not a funny musing yeah it's like nothing wakes me up like coffee in the morning no shit (laughs) nothing will deplete your bank account like buying expensive things (laughs) what a great musing yeah i just i just thought of it so that's it for like quotes and stuff but i wanted to talk about this whole i mean what do you what do you think jackie do you this is this is an intense question if you were in peggy's ample shoes what would you do do you know? I think I do know. Um, and nope. I started thinking about it more because I was looking up the synopsis for this episode on Wiki King of the Hill Wiki Fandom. Mm-hmm. And I scrolled down and there were comments from people. Um, and the first one was Lieutenant Snow 911. <laughs> and uh and this person just said, this episode disgusted me. The fact that Nancy and Redcorn are having an affair, Hank knew about it the whole time, didn't do anything. Peggy withdrawing her attempt to tell Dale, nah, not on. 
disgusting. If I was a character on King of the Hill, I would have told Dale immediately, no ifs, no buts, with one T. No, that's correct. I always imagine it with two butts. <laughs> Cut that out. Oh, my God. Two butts. Cut that out. No, we've been talking about butts a lot. This, this, t- this theme is messages and butts. <laughs> messages and butts. <laughs> And then it, at the last line just says, marriage is a beautiful and sacred bond between two people who love each other. I think I've proven my point. <laughs> and, and then there's I one comment. no comments. <laughs> there's one comment under it, and it just says, it's by, it's by somebody named Feeple. <laughs> what is it? What is it? <laughs> it's by somebody named Feeple Haffer. And... they just say you made your point you didn't prove it (laughs) but that's a peggy response (laughs) but i was when i first read that i was like disgusted this guy's you know getting real uppity about this cartoon Mm -hmm. i mean Mm -hmm. and then i was thinking about it and i tried i was imagining what if what if that was one of my friends and right what like like we were saying before what a nightmare how could you not talk about it all the time it would become my center of everything yep yep and especially after 13 years plus Mm -hmm. it It would be my sun and my moon (laughs) I would (laughs) Oh my god! I would wake up excited <laughs> to talk about it with someone. No, I would, but I would oh. also be so. I would feel so terrible seeing this happen mm-hmm. to my friend. And I thought, how could how could everyone not say something, especially at the beginning? But but I think I probably wouldn't say it in this situation. If it was a real life person I knew, uh, mm-hmm. I don't think I know anyone as fragile as Dale. But exactly, given that situation. Dale would implode he would crumble as a human and Mm -hmm. probably become Hank's burden Mm -hmm. but also once Joseph was in the picture it it does get pretty tricky there too so yeah now that he's 12 years old and not an infant you know if it happened when he was an infant even a toddler yeah that's one thing then yeah he would have grown up like used to the idea but at this point that would like he'd be he would never be able to have a normal relationship i feel so i wouldn't say anything at this point probably what about you yeah so well okay i know it it is what a moral dilemma i don't i went back and forth a lot what it comes down to is like i'm putting myself again in peggy's shoes peggy is not dale's best friend she's not even nancy's best friend like they're i i mean they're close i would say that they're close but and their neighbors and everything, but I don't think that they're like, eh, no, that's not true. They're probably like best friends. Probably just because who else are they hanging out with at the very least? Right, exactly. Right, right, right. So it's Hank's response. It was Hank's responsibility, not Peggy's, to tell Dale. If anybody was going to tell him, it would have been Hank, Bill, or Boomhauer's. But if I was trying to decide whether or not I would... I would, I agree with you. I would also probably not because, because, not because of their marriage, but because Dale would probably not survive it. Yeah. You know, there's, 
there's people that are, you know, mo- you know, a good amount of people, like, they're resilient. They can come back. They're going to be upset, hurt, maybe even traumatized a little bit. And it's going to take a lot of therapy. Dale, th- there would be no coming back from this. So it would be the destruction of a human, not just a marriage, in my opinion. Yeah. So I don't think that I would tell Dale either. I mean, you it saw what be... happened to Shania Twain, right? No. Well, I think back in the late 90s or early 2000s, I mean, she was everything. She she was like on top of all of it. She was hot. And mm-hmm. I think her husband left her for her best friend. That's and, right. And then she didn't sing for like 20 years or something. She just like couldn't. Yeah. What was his name? Jesse something? Who knows? And Shania Twain like, is much more stable than Dale Gribble. Yeah. And she couldn't even yeah. sing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that I also probably, I probably wouldn't say anything. I don't think I would say anything. You know, there comes, it's like, what's your place in this situation? Like, do you really want to be the one? Of course, there would be that guilt when Dale may probably does eventually find out. At least Joseph is going to find out. We've already dis- discussed this. Joseph will put it together. There's no way that he's not going to. Yeah, unless he starts doing a lot of like drugs and psychedelics right. in ninth grade and doesn't stop ever again, he's going <laughs> to find out. Right, right. So, yeah, I don't think that I would. I, I think I agree with you, Jackie. I don't think I would tell him either. I just don't. and this, And especially with Joseph being the age that he is at the time that Peggy was going to tell him. No way. Maybe like when the baby came out and after a year and I was like, Dale, you're seeing this, right? Like that's not, that is not your seed. (laughs) That's not your baby. (laughs) Yeah. I bet Dale just wouldn't even accept it. Even if you screamed it at him, even like we talked about, even if he was in front of J.R., and Nancy, <laughs> while they were naked and plowing, right? he would be like, no, this is aliens. He literally had DNA testing. DNA testing that showed that Joseph was not biologically his and was related to this girl, Katie, or something. I mean, and they had the same father, and they both looked like John Redcord. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. One favorite quote, um, of course, the classic, John Redcorn, Peggy Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Almost forgot about that. It's so good. I knew, I know it's all over our listener comments. There's no way it's not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I want to know, I want to know what our uh, listeners think about it. Like, would you, would you tell him? Yeah. What what, 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 what what would you do? Remember that show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> yes, tell us what you would do. WWLD. What would listeners do? What would listeners do? <laughs> I took a crack at writing some of my own musings. Yes. Would you like to awesome. Did you do any? No, I'm not I am not that smart. Well, so these are no, not I good. I bet they're amazing. All right, you ready for this? Oh, yeah. I only have three, but okay. Um, They say a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down, 
but you better have way more sugar if you want me to go down. (laughs) And then my second one is, (laughs) this one's a little rough. (laughs) They say you can lead a horse to water, but I'd rather have a cup of hot water come to me when I'm a little horse. one my dog pants when the weather is hot but when it's hot outside i avoid pants (laughs) get out out. (laughs) watch out peggy jackie's coming to take your music And we asked uh, listeners for yes. musings, and I, I uh, got the idea from listener uh, on Instagram, Love Applement. They yes. sent us their own musing, and it just made me so excited. Um, they their musing <laughs> said they say that social distancing is to help flatten the curve. But all the staying in and watching Hulu is flattening the curve of my ass. <laughs> Isn't that great? That is excellent. Excellent. Well, and then um, I also, after after Love Appleman sent that amazing musing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, maybe more listeners will have more musings. And so I asked for musings and... So one musing submitted by Potted Dirt Podcast, flourish, fly on the wall. No, Peggy, let it come to you. And then Crumb Dumpster submitted a musing. If it's an ambulance, you got a chance. If it's a hearse, it's got to be worse. There's a rhyme in there. I like that. Uh, O. they're musing. You can only love something broken for so long before it cuts you. Not That's super funny, but very true. Very true. Lieberg Art submitted, I like milk. <laughs> <laughs> Nurse and Embers submitted, in my opinion, the day after Thanksgiving is the busiest shopping day of the year. <laughs> They're plagiarizing from Peggy. I'm calling, I'm calling the plagiarizing police. You plagiar. Plagiar! KK underscore transponder. Your shitty planning is not my emergency. Oh, and then the last... true. The last one is by socialist.worm. Oh my god! (laughs) It says, Peggy's the best goddamn thing about King of the Hill and anyone who hates doesn't deserve shit. Oh, I guess that's the best... That's the best musing. That is the... That's the truest Mm -hmm. one. So thank you, everyone who squeezed out amusing. Let me let me squeeze one out. 
I found them very amusing. <laughs> All right, I got amusing. <laughs> Nothing makes me shit in the morning like a cup of coffee. <laughs> Nothing helps me brush my teeth like toothpaste. <laughs> Nothing makes me more tired than staying up late. <laughs> All right. Listener comments. Do we have a listener comment song? We we have so many listener comment songs. Happy listener comments, everyone. Oh. As we comment, we remember King of the Hill keeps us together. And as episodes end, we're so clever. We will still sing Oh Yeah Forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Ooh! Yay! That was by Jessica, a.k.a. Busty Shackleford. Oh, my God. Uh, I remember remember when she submitted that because she posted on our Facebook, on our Facebook group, and said, I'm, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. I just sent a listener comment song, and it was amazing. Really good. They they their message says, "Holy shit, I might vom." Busty Shackleford oh. here. After finishing the pod's recent episode, I done dangle, lost my mind, and wrote a listener comment song. I'm gonna go shit now from nerves. Hope it works. <laughs> Love you, batches. Batches with an E. <laughs> Busty. Thanks, Busty. Oh my god, we got so many listener comment songs. We are, I am so stoked to play all of them in like the you know the next coming episodes. So thank you so much to everyone who sent one in. Please keep sending them in. Please, we will use them. You can we email them. them. Uh, just you can uh, just email a voice memo, or you could call our hotline number and record it there. But if you don't say your name, we won't know who you are. Right. I'm realizing now when people call. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Because we did get a voicemail. We got two voicemails. And I was for sure that one of them was Jonathan Joss. <laughs> I don't we know. Had just come up, we had just got you. Uh, we're, we'll do listener comments and then I'll play it for everyone. And you get, y'all can tell us what you think. We How also got sound? a voicemail from a, a, a lovely, what sounded like female singing voice, just singing the Chili's Baby Back Rib song. But, <laughs> and it was beautiful. But again, no... No name, but I really like that, and I'm excited to try and put a video to that. Oh, yeah. Mozzie C137, right off the bat, says, Mmm, that John Redcorn. Mmm, mmm, <laughs> is for sure. Also, there's that scene where Hank was like, he goes to see John Redcorn, and he's like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? John Redcorn says, don't worry, Hank, I would never try to heal your way, heal, heal your wife in the way that I've healed so many others' <laughs> wives. And Hank just says, yeah, that's right, because I'll kick your ass. And then it's just the shot of, like, John Redcorn towering over him with, like, his hair flowing and his muscles bulging. And mm-hmm. Hank's just like, I I will. <laughs> I think John, John Redcorn would for sure kick Hank's ass. And God dang it, he is extra hot in this episode. I bet he'd kick his ass, but it would be all defense moves 
Right. Like, Hank wouldn't be able to land a blow. Yeah. He would never attack him. He would just defend himself because he's classy. Like, like, a, like the arm behind the back and like, man, calm down. Calm down, man. Let go of me. Let go of me. No, man, you gotta <laughs> calm down. That kind of thing. Yeah. Cat dot burr. You married for better or for worse, and worse includes Dale. <laughs> JRG Comedy said, everyone is going to say Peggy Hill. So I'll say baseball innuendos from Dale. <laughs> you are not wrong. Yes. There are so you many are Johans, Pahegs, he, 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 lot, lots of H's <laughs> and O's everywhere. Lots of like those dashes in between. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> dash Peggy Hill. Mozzie C137 says, she told me that Dale had a Jamaican grandmother. <laughs> a lot of people, that was another, that was another popular one too. Well, well, well. Jahan Redcorn. <laughs> just trying to like think thinking she's being playful and just trying to like play along but also like just get the fuck inside i know and also like why is she being playful i, know. <laughs> I just oh oh no i gave her a massage now she wants to do it yeah. <laughs> becca underscore thunderdome the whales sing of joy and sorrow of gain and loss like leanne rhymes <laughs> that's so good <laughs> Kristen, Kristen renee from Min. Oh my god, she's cheating on John Redcorn? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, ScottLock.art wrote, thank goodness for plexiglass. I know, that's awesome. <laughs> Good eye. Mick Nuggetson just says, every time I play Boggle, I say, oh yeah, after shaking the box. Hell Good yeah. Good for you. Good for you. What was their name? Mick Nuggetson. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bender's Redemption says, my favorite moment is Peggy walking straight into the glass door. <laughs> I know that is so funny. It's such a great slapstick gag. She just slams into it. I know. And it does nothing for the episode. It's not like she no. is clumsy this episode for whatever reason. It's just nope. something funny. They stuck in it. So, And then when she goes back inside, she's like yes! arms out, making sure there's no glass there. <laughs> we've all ran into a glass like a glass door and it is painful and embarrassing and, and you'll never do it again always they're always like at least five people standing there to see it yeah guaranteed you're never by yourself <laughs> oh another Maybe one that's by... why she wrote thank oh. god for plexiglass yeah because it yeah didn't break. <gasps> Ooh. she walked right into it <laughs> hard she was storming off she just bam i know another one by scottlock.art i love the three lock gag but why are they all the same key that's true god damn it scottlock.art you fucked up one of my trivia questions ah, thank you scottlock.art good thing i have more let's be louda says peggy's forever stare at joseph and john redcorn a laughing emoji don't call me Caitlin says, I'd like milk. That's the best one so far. <laughs> yeah. That's the best one so far. <laughs> Thunder Muffin. It always bugged me when Peg just walks into Nancy's house and during a quote unquote healing session. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's crazy behavior. It is. It She's is. in the it's wrong. So entitled to just walk into your neighbor's house. You don't you don't do that. Yeah. Well, I guess um, they are best friends, we decided. So maybe 
don't walk into my house. I would never. <laughs> not, I would never walk. In, now, as door. soon as I said that, I was like, I wouldn't walk into. <laughs> I would never. I would never do that. I would knock really loud for a long time and call you multiple times and just annoy you until you let me in. But <laughs> I would never just walk in, even if I had a key. Bleep bloop. <laughs> says, which I, I love this quote from Boomhauer. I wrote it down. But I just saw of course, that, yeah. I know. Of course, I didn't say it, but it says, talking about that Orville Rennenbacher man, turns out just a dang old actor, man. <laughs> <laughs> SNC Banks and uh, several other people also submitted this. Nancy told me Dale has a Jamaican grandmother. App 7 Ill April says, the John Redcorn hair wave. Ooh. When his hair just blows in the wind majestically. He always catches the wind like Jennifer Lopez. He- Listener comments finished. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Give me that. All right, so uh, one of those people fucking ruined it already for me, but. Fucking ruined it. But I have some more. Mm-hmm. All right. Jacqui, mm. you first. Okay. Amy. How did Doyle Har- Harcavy's daughter pass away? She jumped out of a window. Yes. <laughs> did she die? <laughs> I guess she I did. Guess, I guess I just assumed, actually. I did, too. I did, too. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Okay. What are the three topics that Peggy is trying to make musings out of in the very beginning? Oh my god, this is a good question. Uh, mm, milk and shoes and garden. I don't know. Wrong, wrong, and even more wrong. I have no idea. <laughs> Weather, young people, and the old days. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I only had two, I guess, and so I only had one. How about you? Do you have another? I have two more. Amy. Oh, bring it on. Yes. What year was Encino Man released? 1992. Ooh, yep. <laughs> and uh, follow-up question. What can't you watch Encino Man without? Milk balls. Yes! Milk balls. Milk balls. <laughs> Milk balls. I came up with this new candy idea. I'm going to call it Milk balls. <laughs> That's a bully name. Bully. Cigars for everyone. Here you go. <laughs> Love the name. It's so futuristic and modern. <laughs> Maybe make them real small. <laughs> and the center will be cocaine. <laughs> They'll fly off the shelves. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. That's it, baby. That's that's all there is to it. Amy, do you know what the next episode is? I doot. What is the next episode, Jackie? You want to say it at the same time? Okay. On the count of three. One, two, three. Pregnant, Pregnant pause. 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 Pregnant pause. Pause. Another great episode, Ladybird Heavy. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs>
uh, I guess we are about ready to wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on this wild ride. I can't believe you made it this far. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, join our Facebook group, Oh Yeah Pod mm-hmm. slash King of the Hill fan group, K-O-T-H. That is, yes, that is the Facebook group, and our Twitter and our Instagram are both Ho Yeah Pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. That mm-hmm. helps us out a lot. Oh, call us. Funk 30 Firm, F-U-R-M. Call. You don't have to worry about us answering. It goes straight to voicemail. That would stress me yep. out, so I just say that. Oh, yeah. The number, it's uh, Funk 30 Firm with a U, F-U-R-M, or 386 386- Five three zero three eight seven six. That's it. That's the number. So call us, us email us anything uh, you want to. Send us listener comment songs and yes, and uh, check and out our, our pins. Yeah, our email is hello at hoyapod.com. Our website is hoyapod.com, and our pins are on our website. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and figure out what we mentioned it in the episode with Kathy, but let's start, all of us start brainstorming a way to, uh, make the King of the Hill reboot happen. I think that would be good. Yes. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Let's figure that out. All right, everybody. Until next time. Vaya con Vaya Dios. Vaya con Dios.